Well, hello and welcome back once again, podcast family. This is Lee, your cruise director, and I'm delighted to have you listening to another episode of Tea with Lee. On today's show, it's a fly on the wall experience for you as I catch up with Fun Squad team member Gorgeous George. He's been with Carnival for a long time now, uh, and I was delighted to catch up with him. I am unashamed to tell you he is uh, one of my fond Fun Squad favorites. Also, I've been provided with uh, something rather exciting to help me with the show. In fact, I'm too excited. I'm going to share it with you now. One of our guest services managers on board will remain nameless, uh, but one of our amazing guest service managers on board provided me with this sound effect. Oh, I miss that sound. Do you miss that? That's the PA system on our ships. Oh, I just want to... Well, a very good morning, Carnival family. This is Lee, your cruise director. Delighted to welcome you to beautiful, and then insert port name here. Oh, I cannot, cannot, cannot wait to get back to that. But until then, we'll have a lot of fun with the podcast, with the live videos on my Facebook page, all of that good stuff. Enough of the waffling. Folks, it's time for Tea with Lee. It's time for tea. It's time for tea with Lee. It's time for tea. Time for tea with Lee. Before I jump into the call with George, I am looking forward so much to getting back to work. I spent today um, checking out the Carnival Radiance on the Carnival.com website. Uh, if you don't know about Carnival Radiance, she is the former Carnival Victory. She's having a huge facelift and being relaunched as new and so being renamed. We're heading over to Long Beach, California. We're going to be doing uh, three and four day cruises out of Long Beach. Uh, the three-day cruise takes in Ensenada and the four-day cruise does Ensenada as well as Catalina Island. I, like I said, simply cannot wait to get back to work and to get on board that beautiful ship. And one of the things that I really miss, it's the food. I know I'm trying to look after myself and, and sort myself out for my my pending medical that I'm going to have to uh, retake. But oh, looking at this list of food, there's um, Shaq's Big Chicken. It's always chicken o'clock at Shaq's new onboard restaurant. That's brand new to Carnival. Uh, we've also got Guy's Burger, the Blue Iguana Cantina, Cucina del Capitano. Oh, yes, please. Um, on top of that, all of your usual favorites, pizza delivery, the steakhouse, the main dining room, the green eggs and ham breakfast. We've got Guy's Pig and Anchor Barbecue being installed on that ship as well. Oh, I'm going to be the size of the ship by the time I finish my contract. And that's not even taking into account all of that free ice cream and the Lido buffet. Ooh, they've got sushi. I've never done the chef's table, but of course that'll be offered on there. There's the, the Java Blue Cafe. I'm reading down a list if you haven't guessed, but oh, enough about food because I'm salivating and can hardly speak. Let's get into my catch up with Fun Squad favorite, Gorgeous George. 
Well, hello there, George. Hey. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear me? I can hear you perfectly. So, mate, just to let you know, I'm recording right now. I can tell. That is perfectly fine. Gorgeous. George, how on earth are you, my friend? Yeah, mate, I'm all good, thanks. Same old, same old. How are you doing? I'm fantastic. All things considered, I am doing very, very well. Um, but let's catch up because it has been a while. When did I see you last? It would have been the Singapore Crossing Cruise. It was indeed. It was It was Singapore. And then um, then we, we said a tearful goodbye. Yeah. Wow, has it been that long? That's a long time, mate. That's That's very nearly... Very oh, nearly a year, right? a year. Damn, I haven't seen I haven't seen you in a year. I know it feels like yesterday, though. It does. It does feel like yesterday. Well, George, there's a lot changed. A little birdie told me that you may have retired from your your life at sea. Well, that little birdie is correctly yes. Um, me and my girlfriend made the decision to retire. So, what on earth are you doing now? You're a landlubber. Well, it's, 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 it's really funny, actually. I am, I've done a full 360, and my job is completely different to what I've been doing lately. And I am now a night concierge at a private five-star residential 68-story high building. Oh, la la, fancy pants. So you are a night <laughs> concierge. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm actually working in this second tallest building in london funny enough i actually sit behind the desk now oh mate so you've got a proper job i know i've got a proper job like like a a proper job like i'm I'm actually adulting and it's really weird that's crazy one day when i grow up i'll be like a george (laughs) yeah it's just it's just so i don't know it's just really weird to work work on land and just be doing a land job around land people yeah, you don't have to sleep anywhere near where you work. Oh, no, no. Well, luckily for me, my commute to work is pretty easy. I either get a 20-minute train or it's a 10-minute car journey. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Well, George, let's be a little bit nostalgic. Now we've caught up where you are at the moment. Can I take you back in time? Go for it. Let's go back in time. George, we're back at the beginning of your career at sea. Can you tell everybody, first of all, uh, the first ever job you did on a ship? Uh, my first ever job on a ship, I was actually a personal trainer at sea. I worked in the spa department at my first ever contract. So how on earth did you get your job on the ship? How did you how did you acquire that position? Well, so at that time, um, I'd been a personal trainer for about uh, for about four years in London, and I'd done all different parts of the industry. I uh, worked privately. I did commercial gyms, corporate gyms. I did my own personal business. Um, and then a friend of mine said, "If you're looking for something different, why did you go work on a cruise ship?" I was like, "Okay." So I gave it a thought. I looked into it. Uh, I applied with the company that was called Steiner Transocean. They sent me for an interview. I did the interview. Uh-huh. And then I think it was about six weeks later, I was sent to Miami to join the Carnival Victory. Wow. So fast. So after you after you joined the ship, of course, there's a bit of an adjustment period there when you first joined the ship. What was the biggest, uh, the biggest factor of ship life that you had to get used to? <laughs> so my very first day on a cruise ship was 
actually, I've got, I've got quite a funny story. Hey folks, just taking a moment for a quick commercial break. Now, most mainstream podcasts have got big fancy sponsors. Well, not me. Surprise, surprise. But today's episode is sponsored by me. Yes, I've got a t-shirt store online. No doubt you've heard about it. LeeYourCruiseDirector.tmail.com. You can get t-shirts and hoodies and Let's face it, we all need clothes. So that's LeeYourCruiseDirector.tmail.com for Lee Your Cruise Director clothes. Okay, back to the show. So, I obviously, when, once you join the ship, it, it's chaotic. You know, you're getting told to go here, go there, collect this, collect that. So I put all my luggage in. We got told to put our luggage away and they'll bring it onto the ship for us. So I did that. And then I went up to the spa. I did all my paperwork and everything. I went to the spa to meet my spa manager. But I was in like uh, suit trousers and a shirt. And my spa manager said, right, you're going to go to work in an hour. Go get some lunch. Get changed into your uniform. And then come back here. Oh, dear. So I was like, oh, okay, not a problem. So when I, got ch- uh, I went downstairs, got some food. But then I couldn't find my luggage. My luggage wasn't on board at the time. So I went back up to my spa manager and she said to me, oh, your luggage will be on the I-95. I was like, okay, not a problem. So then I went to the elevator and I was looking for an I-95 deck, but there wasn't one. <laughs> and I was very confused. So I was just sitting in this elevator for a while. And then the captain of the ship came in and he said, are you okay? I was like, I'm really sorry. I'm not. Where is the I-95 deck? There's no button here that's getting me to the I-95. I don't know where that is. And he looked at me and he goes, this is your first time on a ship, right? I was like, well, how can you tell? And he goes, the I-95 deck is deck zero. I was like, ah. Cheers, mate. Appreciate Aww. it. Thanks for that. Oh, man. So, yeah. <laughs> it was uh, quite, quite an adjustment for me. I suppose it's a, there is a different language, right? It's almost, it's not that it's a code, but it's definitely ship talk. Yeah, that's right. And like, I never knew, like, to me, I'm just, I was like, okay, sure, I'll go to the I-95. Bless you. It's quite full on. So you found your clothes in the end? Well, I did, but unfortunately, my luggage was one of the last to come on. And when you work in the bar embarkation day starts at one o'clock for you so i had to do embarkation day in suit trousers and a suit shirt for a good three hours uh, <sighs> with that lovely miami sun hitting me oh. in the gym. <laughs> oh boy well you live and you learn you live and you learn so you worked in the spa for a while and then how on earth did you come to work in the entertainment team well, again, funny enough, actually, um, when I when I first saw the entertainment team, I thought the job was so cool. Like, I never, I never ever been exposed to that sort of work. I never, I've never ever seen it because I was always into my fitness. I was always a fitness freak, and I started watching the entertainment team on my time off. Like, I'd go to some of the trivia parties at night uh, during the day. I would try and go see the leader deck events if I could, and just start again talking to the entertainment team. And that's where my first ever cruise director I met was good old Donkey. I met Donkey when I was a personal trainer. Um, so I started speaking to him, started speaking to the entertainment team, 
to see how it all works. And then when my nine-month contract finished when I was a personal trainer, I went home, I did all my research, I emailed a few people, and then about six months later, Chris Hunstead got back to me. And he said, we've got um, open auditions in London. Come swing by. I did the auditions. And then I think it was two days later, I got offered the job. And then that was it. I changed careers. And I never looked back. And they brought you over to the dark side. <laughs> <laughs> I would say the better side, to be honest. So you joined the entertainment team. When, when was that? What year was that? That would have been, what were we in, 2020? That would have been 2016? So, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. Yeah, late, no, two, yeah, 2016, the start of 2016, that would have been. 2016, you joined the entertainment team, and then you really, you worked your way right through that fun squad, didn't you? I sure did, yeah. Started off as a junior fun squad, went to fun squad, through the senior fun squad. Um, I did, I worked with cruise director, I covered as cruise director for a couple of times. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. Uh, and then, of course, the world turned upside down and, and we all had to pause our jobs. And now you're the most powerful man in London. Pretty much. That's it. Yep. I'm going to I'm going to own that six point five million three story penthouse at the top of our building. That is insane. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if I've just spent that much time at sea or my mind is still at sea, but the thought of a building that has a, a couple of rooms that cost that much is terrifying. <laughs> it, it, uh, well, I mean, I work in Canary Wharf right now, which is basically the finance bit of uh, London and a studio apartment where I work is £900,000 by I don't think I'll ever have £900,000. Yep, £900,000 for basically your cabin on the ship. Yeah, yeah pretty much. A room with a bed and somewhere <laughs> to sit down and wash yourself. Yeah. Wow, that's that's insane. I feel so lucky that I get that for free. And someone in London pays 900000 I'll tell you what, that was that was quite an adjustment change now that I'm home and... Um, uh, I got my first paycheck. I think it was about what were we on the eight, yeah, about eight days ago, and there was that good old thing in my paycheck that said tax and national insurance. Oh, because <laughs> I obviously knew what I was getting per year, and I was like, "Oh, that's all right per month. I can deal with that." And my paycheck came in, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I have to pay taxes now." And then the tax man took their <laughs> slice. <laughs> Oh, mate. Okay, well, enough of the misery of, of tax and all of that financial stuff. Tell me, do you have an embarrassing story from your time at sea? It can either be an embarrassing story about yourself or something that you witnessed. Give us all a giggle, George. Oh, an embarrassing story. I've got quite a few, to be fair. Don't get um... anybody fired, George. No, no, no. I'm trying to think of one that I can tell about myself. I'll, I'll tell you what, actually. No, I'll do this one. It's um, during the, the $5,000 jackpot bingo session, actually, uh, with Captain Cash. We've got oh. old Captain Cash. Uh, that's Connor. If you're, for any regular cruisers that know him, he's good old Connor. But he was doing his uh, $5,000 uh, jackpot bingo. And at the time, I, I think I was getting changed for our VIFP. Um, party. So I had my two trousers on, I had my shirt on, 
And I thought me and Connor have done like two or three contracts together. So I thought like always, I'd go mess with him. So I went out on stage and his bingo session had like a good 800 people. And I was messing around and I went to go try to do like a jump kick thing that the dancers do. And I did that and I ripped my trousers from front to back <laughs> with my underwear on show in front of a good 800 people. Oh. And of course, Captain Cash at the time made made everybody aware of that. Oh, that's what friends are for really, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, then, then I realised I actually had to go and get changed because of my because of my antics. I was like, right, this is going to make me quite quite hang on time my schedule now. But yeah, so there was that. And the other ones, uh, I'll keep to myself the other ones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'm going to hit you with some quick-fire questions. Go for it. You're my first podcast guest, special guest, to be given this treatment. It's uh, it's like an interrogation. Are you ready? Oh, I feel honoured. Let's do it. Okay. Huge party or small gathering? Which would you prefer? Uh, small gathering with my best friend. Okay. If I could buy you new clothes or a new phone, which would you prefer? New clothes. What's worse, doing your laundry or doing the dishes? Doing the laundry. Pancakes or waffles? Oh, I've just recently ate both of those these years. Oh, that's a tough question. Uh, oh, I'm going to go with waffles. Oh, okay. Comic book or movie? Oh, 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 now you're really testing me. Uh, oh, uh, comic books. Oh, really? Okay. Okay. You... Oh, I don't know. Okay, okay. I'll I'll let you uh, take a breath. You can relax. (laughs) That last one was tricky. So, talking of comic book and uh, superheroes, that's that's my segue into our next section. It's almost Halloween. Do you have plans to dress up this year? Uh, I'm waiting on my work schedule to come out because. This is the one thing that I truly, truly miss about cruise ships is the fact that it's very chilled and I was able to dress up for Halloween and for the month of October, whereas my new work, because of our clientele, we're not allowed to. It's like strict rules that we can't do it, which is really frustrating because everything in me wants to decorate and dress up. If I do dress up this year, I think I might do Chucky. I think I might do Chucky this year. George, that is terrifying. Yeah, I think I'll do Chucky this year. Absolutely terrifying. But can I tell you, just on the lines of dressing up, one of my favourite memories of you, and I will <laughs> never, ever forget, we had a superhero-themed crew party on the Carnival Splendour. You were the Flash, and yes. you ran in circles, just like <laughs> the Flash, Almost at the same speed, rings yeah. around the dance floor that was full of balloons with nobody dancing. <laughs> that is my single favorite memory of you, of all of the things you've done. <laughs> I still remember that. That was probably, that, I think that's up there with a the highlight of my cruise career as well. It was brilliant. Priceless, priceless. Now, you've done a, you've done a good handful of ships, right? Yes, I have. What ships have you worked on? I've done the Carnival Victory, the Carnival Elation, the Carnival Freedom, 
the Carnival Miracle, the Carnival Triumph, and then the Carnival Splendor. Well, two, two, two and a half bands. Yeah. Carnival Splendor. Yeah. What is the, the biggest thing that you, you're going to miss about your life at sea? i tell you what, I've, I'm, I'm really, really going to miss interacting with everyone, seeing thousands of people day in, day out, and just meeting new people like from all over the world on any given day. I'm just really going to miss the social life of cruise ships, both with guests and crew. Yeah, I think I, I really agree with you right now. You know, I guess I haven't I haven't stepped away. I haven't made that sort of leap like you have. But right now, what I'm really missing from the ships is that that constant sort of stim- social stimulation, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Well, talking about that as well, because um, I was listening to your podcast yesterday with Savannah. I will be one of your six, okay? I know we have a rule of six. <laughs> I will be one of your six. It's okay. Thank I'm you. <laughs> I only need another five. <laughs> we'll get there. Now, talking of social stimulation, George, um, I heard a rumor that one time when you were making um, a drill PA announcement, <laughs> you you might have got a little mixed up with some of your words. Is that right? That that is perfectly correct as well. Yeah. What did I, you say? Um. So I was supposed to say that we're going to be lowering the lifeboat for simulation purposes only. Yeah. What I said was we will be lowering the lifeboat for simulation purposes only. Simulation purposes. <laughs> and it was, and the worst thing about it was, it, after that announcement, I stopped talking. And the entire bridge team looked at me, and I looked at them like, what have I done wrong? I, that, that, that's what we're doing, right? And they all looked at me. I didn't understand why. And it wasn't until we went to the entertainment meeting afterwards that the entire entertainment team said, so, George, you're going to be stimulating everyone by lowering the lifeboat. <laughs> I was like, no. They're like, well, that's what you said. And I was like, Right. <laughs> now I understand why the bridge team are looking at me really funny. And those guys speak English <laughs> as a second language. <laughs> oh, my God. It was so embarrassing. I'm so glad that was important, that there weren't too many guests on board. <laughs> oh, that's one of my, my favorite announcement <laughs> stories I've ever, I've ever heard. Um, <laughs> I've got to admit, for me, sometimes if I've said something either – by accident like that, or even if there's a sentence that I've had to read from an announcement that I thought in my mind sounded vaguely rude, it didn't even have to be rude, I will give myself the giggles. (laughs) And then I panic because if I take my finger off the button and I know as soon as I put my finger on the button again, I'm going to get giggly. I could calm down. And then go compose myself and go to speak again. It's because you're not allowed to laugh. Yeah. It makes even the smallest things, for some reason, ridiculously hilarious. Okay, I'll tell you another story about my new job. You call me gorgeous George, and that's what I've been known as for, like, the past two years. And that was a very embarrassing moment when I started this new job. Because we're all part of the brand new team, you obviously do introductions, right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So because it's ingrained in me to say it, because it's the stage name of mine, 
everybody went around and said their name, who they are, their background, and it comes to me. And I stood up and I was like, hi, I'm gorgeous George. <laughs> oh, um, and you could just instantly see all my team look at me going, who does this guy think he is? I was like, that, that, okay. I'm gorgeous George. I used to work in cruise ships for a living and that was my name on the ship. But I'm just George here. You can just call me George. Perfectly fine. <laughs> and then <laughs> my boss Martin, he's an Australian geezer. And he just, he hasn't stopped giving me hell for that. Every, oh. every day he sees me. And he's, yeah, so that was a very embarrassing moment to start off my new career. <laughs> hey, it's going to make you memorable. It's going to make you memorable. Oh, yeah, I know. But every, well, you know, what's really funny is I've already established that um, I'm the flash at work already because that on day one, I've come my flash backpack, had my flash water bottle, my flash phone case, my flash wallet. And then uh, that was one of my fun facts. So I was like, I like the flash if you didn't know. So, now my teammates, so my teammates right now call me gorgeous Barry Allen and I'm just over the moon. I'm super happy. There you go. Your world is complete. <laughs> Your world is complete right there. It's so great. It's amazing. So, George, what have you done since leaving ships? Have you been anywhere? Have you done any travelling? Um, yeah, me. So me and Cara, my girlfriend, uh, we just recently a little second hand run around car for ourselves oh, just because um, yeah it's a nice little, it's a 2009 Kia Seed it's a real old school car because it still has wind down windows in the back seat Whoa. I was like yeah I know right I was like oh I haven't seen these in a while but um, yeah we've got a really good deal for it and we've been travelling back and forth but I but Cara surprised me she took me in a day trip she didn't tell me where we were going but we went to an alpaca farm we saw alpacas. How cool are they? Dude, they were amazing. They were so cool. And there was like 85 of them. And it was just, oh my God, it was just mesmerizing. Because the farm is specific. It's a breeding farm. They look after the alpacas and they keep them. And then there was show alpacas. There was like retiree alpacas. There were baby alpacas. Oh, it was just so cool. And we got to walk the alpacas around. And they're so fluffy. Our one was called Beatrice. She was really lazy and a bit do- and a bit dopey, so it's perfect for me and Cara because we're lazy and dopey. It was great. <laughs> well, you know, I had a, a really, really kind of sobering realization, and it's worse when you realize these things yourself. I think when your friends point them out, you can laugh and think that they're joking, but when you look at an alpaca, right, dead in the eye, yeah. and you go, "Hang on, we've got the same haircut." <laughs> You can't really escape it when it's your own realization that you have the same haircut as an alpaca. Oh, that's okay. Whenever, whenever people see you, they just pet you. That's okay. But I, I, I think thanks to my visit to Turkey, I've got better teeth. Yes, yes, you do have better teeth. Well, you know, you've got um, Italian heritage, right? I do. Yes, I'm half Italian. So maybe you'll know. You'll maybe you'll know the answer to this. What did the Italian man say when he saw an alpaca? Don't See? worry, it's a false llama. <laughs> it's a false llama. Because <laughs> it's an alpaca. That oh, kind of related. I am so using that. You're welcome. <laughs> you you are welcome. Oh, that's giving me a chuckle this evening. <laughs> 
So we've been we've been talking about Kara. Yeah. Your your lovely your lovely lady. Some would maybe even say your better half. Yeah. Maybe some of our cruisers will know her by a different name. Yeah, so her nickname was she was Miss Cupcake. Miss she was known as Miss Cupcake. Yeah, uh, Miss Cupcake. Miss Cupcake. Now, why did they call her Miss Cupcake? Because she loves cupcakes, and when she smiles, she has cupcake cheeks. Of all of the events that you were involved in on board, which was your favourite to be a part of? Oh, well, obviously, besides my superhero trivia, um, event, you know what? I'm going to have to say, if we're classing New Year's Eve as an event, I'd probably say the New Year's Eve event was always my favorite to be a part of. Yeah. Like from start to finish, the lead up, everything about that was phenomenal. Uh, but in terms of like just like day to day events that like we do every cruise, I'm going to have to say Lip Sync Battle. I miss being part of Lip Sync Battle. Lip Sync Battle. You were a great, great co-host for Lip Sync Battle. Oh, thank you, mate. Me and Cara said we will come and cruise to see you. Like, 100%. We're still going to come and cruise to see our friends. Definitely going to come and see you because we do love cruising. And we, I think even since working at sea, it's just we'll be cruising for a while afterwards as well. Well, you know, George, you were in, an incredible Fun Squad team member, part of the Carnival family, but I do believe that you are going to guest very well. I think you're going to give great guest. Oh, I can't wait to be a guest. I, I haven't, I haven't had that opportunity just yet, but I cannot wait to walk onto a Carnival ship and be a guest. It is going to be heaven. Oh well, George, it has been so great catching up with you. Rounding things off, I'm going to ask you for like quick fire cruise related answers and then okay. we'll, we'll round things off so um of all of the things that you had to eat on board what was your favorite food oh my favorite steakhouse the steakhouse either the french onion soup the stuffed mushrooms and the wagyu steak oh good choice what was your favorite activity that you've done off the ship like an excursion Oh, that's got to be um, when me, Cara, and a uh, family cruised to Hawaii and we did the Hilo helicopter tour over an active volcano. Oh, wow. Sounds yeah, definitely that. incredible. What do you have to say to our amazing carnival cruisers that might be listening to this? If, you, if you've met me before, thank you. It's, it, wherever I met you around the world, it was a pleasure to meet you and get to know you. And to every single guest, thank you for cruising and making our job's fun and memorable. It really is great. And it really is an honor to have each and every single one of you on board just to make our lives amazing. Thank you. Ah, George, it's been fantastic having you as a guest on Tea with Lee, mate. Oh, it's been fantastic to be a guest. Thank you for having me. It's time for tea. It's time for tea with Lee. It's time for tea. Time for tea with Lee. Ah, that was great catching up with George. I hope you enjoyed listening as much as I enjoyed chatting with him. Believe it or not, that conversation went on and on even when I finished recording. He is a fantastic human being and I'm sure you join me in wishing him the very best with his new life on land, his new job and everything that lays in store for him. I know he's going to rock it. Thank you so much for being a part of the show, George.
Now, for all of you lovely listeners out there, that's it for today's episode. Tune in next week for Tea with Lee. Till then, have fun, be safe. As always, stay up late, make memories, wash your hands and all of the usual advice. I'll see you soon. Mm -hmm.